May we have your attention, please? Welcome to the second in our series of podcasts on asset management. In this episode, I'm again talking with Chris Knowles, Professional Head of Asset Integrity at RSSB. We'll be talking about how a management systems approach to asset management enables a company to deliver consistent business value from its asset base. In today's economic climate, with inflation still running at relatively high levels, uncertainty about exactly what the future holds for railway, including both funding and passenger travel profiles, getting the best value you can from your assets will be an ongoing challenge that is vital to continued business success. So, Chris, can you expand on that before we get into the detail of what a management systems approach might mean in practice? Well, the global economy will remain challenging for some years. Rail users, regulators and government departments will continue to drive for improved performance, be that better journey times, reduced delays, lower fees and improved environmental performance. Funds are never a bottomless pit. An effective risk-based asset management will be critical to making best use of available resources. And this is going to mean looking at how to extend asset lives, how to modify maintenance regimes, improve the effectiveness of asset renewals and make new construction more sustainable. It's the organisations that demonstrate effective risk-based asset management that are most likely to continue to secure investment for renewals and enhancements. And the truth is that effective organisations do these things, even when the economy is strong, not just when economic times are challenging. Thank you, Chris. That all sounds fine. But in practice, how do you work out the key elements to include in your asset management approach? Surely this is a vast and complex subject. Well, a reference framework helps defining what really must be included in an organisation's approach. The how and how much matters too, which we'll come to. So, where would our listeners find a framework that is credible and proven? Many organisations use ISO 55001, the international standard for asset management, as the core of their approach. It sets out requirements for setting up, maintaining and improving a management system for asset management. The focus is on a system that enables the realisation of value from the asset base. But let's be honest. Standards are not always the most exciting read, but used well, they have the potential to bring significant improvements. A colleague in a major asset-owning organisation used to use their copy of 55001 to keep their desk level. They didn't see its value, at least not at first. They would later adopt it, ensuring asset management was embedded across the organisation, and this in turn delivered tangible benefits especially in targeting activity and resources, and securing funding from the board. So, Chris, assuming I've just removed my copy from of 55,001 from under my own desk, could you unpack it a bit more for us? Well, thinking of our listener, I will avoid a clause-by-clause breakdown. That would need more time and coffee than we have available. It's fair to say the standard follows a typical Deming-style plan-do-check-act approach. It covers key aspects of asset management, ranging from understanding business context and identification of stakeholder needs, defining strategy and adopting risk-based planning, right through to how asset interventions are delivered, whether in-house or outsourced. 
It specifically addresses change management and the risks and opportunities associated with that change, be they technical, organisational or process related. And of course, there is a good deal on best use of those resources we mentioned earlier, and making sure we can tell if any of this stuff is actually working for us. Thank you, Chris. You've already mentioned that 55001 has requirements in it, so I presume as a standard, it's not just a how-to book. You're right. It is all about the what, not the how. How the organisation chooses to do these things is for them. It is not and does not set out to promote a one-size-fits-all solution. Interesting comment. You mentioned that the standard deals with the context, but no one company's context is like another. So how should someone go about identifying their own context? Well, as you say, understanding the context of the organisation is important in determining the methods, tools, techniques and analytics to apply in delivering value from the assets. There is generic guidance in some of the related documents, such as ISO 55002, but in truth it needs specialist experienced people to determine and implement the how, many of whom will already be in the organisation. It needs to fit the organisation, and off-the-shelf vanilla solutions are likely to miss the mark. What would work well for a rolling stock maintenance organisation will be quite different to what is done in a mainline rail infrastructure manager, for example. I understand that, but why would a rail organisation want to adopt ISO 55001? Well, if nothing else, the standard provides a reference framework, a framework which the organisation can use to develop, refine and implement its asset management approach. But it's far more than that. The approaches taken by the organisation in each of the areas set out in 55001 will vary depending on their needs. So care is needed to build on the good practice already in place internally and to weed out the inconsistencies and weaker approaches and implement pragmatic solutions in areas where there are clear gaps. It's advisable to draw on examples of good practice used elsewhere but clearly consider whether they would be appropriate in your own organisation. Context, as we said before, is really important. Thank you, Chris. It's fair to say there are a lot of management system standards already out there. Don't you get a sense that there can be standards overload with yet another set of requirements I need to comply with and a whole bunch of new procedures? My advice is to ensure the organisation has one management system which works for the company. It's up to the company to select the standards with which it wishes to align its management system. And the different standards are there for a reason. Their focus is different, be it quality, environment, occupational safety, or, as here, asset management. Choose those which are relevant for your business and build your own management system around them. It's also important to note that the ISO 55001 standard shares many common areas with other standards such as ISO 9001, and for the keen standards lovers, ISO Annex SL ensures common structures and text where relevant are incorporated into such standards. The organisation can and should use this to integrate asset management and other processes. It provides not only a potentially quicker route to implementation, but increased consistency and elimination of duplicated effort. You mentioned that many of the experts that you need will already be within the organisation, but surely they're already busy running the business operations now. So how do you cope with the extra work of putting in place new approaches? 
All of this does take time and effort, and it requires effective change management and leadership. It requires recognition of the pace at which the team can deal with change and at the same time operate the business safely and effectively. So get a good understanding of where most improvement is needed. Develop a sensible plan. Go for progressive improvement. Achieving some early wins and building momentum and steadily shaping the system with everyone on board is really important. A CEO who I was advising on an asset management change program a couple of years ago wanted to make sure the expectations were reasonable. He asked me, are we trying to boil the ocean? As a sense of whether we were doing too much and too fast. After a short discussion, the next question was, are we being ambitious enough? Both good challenges, because the urgency coupled with understanding the practicalities of delivery and making sure the change sticks are so important. Thanks, Chris. I recognise that getting the scale and pace of change right is critical, but you still need to identify and apply resources to deliver it, surely. Well, creating some space for the team to redevelop certain processes and create new ones can be a challenge. It may be necessary to stop some activities or to bring in targeted specialist help. If you do decide to call in help, it's good to ensure the support includes people with experience of whole life asset management in the sector, preferably with duty holder experience, and of course a detailed knowledge of the standard and its intent. They must be able to provide examples of good practice to allow you to determine what would work best in your organisation. In essence, make sure the external support really is help. Help to create processes, tools, analytics and techniques that are owned by and embedded in your business. Do it with the team and not to the team. If you get it right, the work required provides an opportunity to reinvigorate and motivate the team as challenges are faced and overcome together. Okay, so we know it will take effort, some reprioritization, and a good deal of change management and leadership. If I am taking this on, I need to know that it will give me some benefit. So how can I work out if this is right for my organization? It's worth considering a few questions just as a challenge to your own organization. How well do you understand and respond to stakeholder requirements? How do you define and measure value for your organisation? What is important? And and how does your asset management activity contribute explicitly to generating that value? How satisfied are you that all the work across the organisation, what level of risk is appropriate for your business? And how do you link this to the decisions you make about asset interventions, capital schemes and the management of residual risks? How do you identify the critical assets and processes that really need priority to best target resources? And what data and supporting analytics do you have in place to help you make decisions? And what questions are you asking? The questions could go on, but the principle is to consider how well you currently feel your asset management system, people, processes, tools and so on is fully meeting the needs of your business delivering value at an acceptable level of cost and risk. Thank you, Chris. We all know from experience that change management is probably one of the hardest things to do in a business. Putting this all in place is going to take time and effort, and that means money. So can you give us any real-life examples of where companies have adopted 55,001 and seen a genuine return on investment? 
Some significant organisations have adopted an embedded asset management aligned to 55001, London Underground, Nats on router traffic control services and MTR in Hong Kong being just a few examples. Heathrow Airport has highlighted a number of benefits of embedding asset management as business as usual, led by senior management. It's resulted in great collaboration across Heathrow and their partners, improved decision-making based on accurate data, improved prioritisation based on significance and risk, confidence in capital planning at exec level, securing the necessary funding called for in the asset management plans, and more efficient maintenance scheduling, driving efficiencies in OPEX, asset performance and risk management. So, Chris, will adopting ISO 55001 give me an asset management system that is best practice? Well, not necessarily. That depends as much on the how and how much as it does on the what. Making sure the requirements of ISO 55001 are built into the approach will give reassurance that the key components of an effective asset management system are in place. Alternatively, using the standard as the basis to review current practices will help to identify where work is required to enhance the current systems. What I am sure about, if the asset management system does not address all the elements of ISO 55001, then it is certainly not going to be a best practice approach. Chris, thank you very much for taking the time to talk through just some of your experience of using ISO 55001 to improve asset management systems and practices and potentially how to avoid some pitfalls. To our listeners, I hope this has given you some food for thought on how we might all deliver a safer, smarter railway. (laughs) 